You're listening to the SLP Stress Management Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Andrix, and today in episode 11, we will be discussing do SLPs suffer from chronic stress? Now, if you have been listening for a while, or if you are an SLP yourself, which if you're listening to this podcast, you most likely are, then you know right away, the answer is no secret. It's yes. Yes, indeed, SLPs suffer from chronic stress. But today we're gonna break it down a little bit because here's the thing, not all SLPs suffer from chronic stress. Some SLPs suffer from burnout, which is what chronic stress can become. Some SLPs just have stressors that they deal with daily and are able to work through. And other SLPs don't suffer from stress at all. So here is what we know about chronic stress. Chronic stress is when you have daily stress that you're not able to manage. So it's what happens when these daily stressors, big or small, build up stress, and then that's left unmanaged over time. So it's never worked through. This could be one thing that happens over and over and over again, or it could be a lot of little things that stress you out and just really build up. So your brain and your body get stuck in what I like to refer to as a cycle of stress, where you're feeling stressed, the stress is stressing you out, you're getting more stressed about it, and then you're also noticing all of these other things that are stressful that maybe wouldn't be as much of a stressor for you if you weren't already stressed in the first place. So this is how sometimes we seem to go from feeling great to overwhelmed, chronically stressed, not sure if we should even be in this career in what can seem to be overnight. And it's also why if you're not an SLP or if you're talking to someone who's not an SLP, it can be really hard to understand and to really like get why it could possibly be so stressful or where the stress is coming from. So here's the thing. I get asked the question about chronic stress and if SLPs suffer from chronic stress a lot. It's not usually from people that have been in the field for a long time because they are aware of it, but it's often from um, students, prospective SLP students or people that are in graduate school Um, Sometimes from CFs or from people that are super early in their career and maybe just weren't very stressed out in grad school, although that is pretty rare. And so I'll have people, most of the time, it's if I give a talk and there's a lot of students there, or if I go to speak at a school, or sometimes it's just through email. But the question is, like, is this a really stressful career, like... So you're talking about burnout. Does this happen to everybody? Or we're talking about like a lot about stress management. Like, is this something I'm going to need? And I really wish that I could tell them like, oh, no, no, no. It's just something that a few people deal with. Or like, no, it's such an easy, mellow, like totally fine job to have with no stress at all. But that would be a lie. And it would not be helpful for them. 
I wish that someone had let me know how stressful the job could be, but then also gave me some tools or things that I could do to help manage the stress while I was still a student. For me, this would have been huge because when I was an undergrad and things were not very competitive, it was more about just learning about the field and really learning all of the different things we could do. I loved it. And it was not stressful at all. And I wanted to study and I wanted to be doing more with it. But grad school was a little bit different when you're really getting even deeper and it's all about getting a job and getting the best clinicals. And that was a lot more stressful where it really doesn't become a piece of your life, but it's meant to be your entire life. And then once I got into the field, I was already stressed and then didn't have ways to work through it when I was working way more hours than I ever had, because even in grad school, we have a little bit more downtime and free time in our schedule than when we're working eight plus hours a day at our job. So what I like to tell people when they ask is that, yes, it can be a very stressful job, just like any job can be. And there are specific things that maybe make this more stressful than most jobs. But Knowing about this before you begin or when you're early on in your career is huge because it means that you can start to set up practices that can help you work through that chronic stress or beat that chronic stress before it happens by actually knowing stress management and knowing what to do so you don't have to experience it and you can enjoy being an SLP and we can have this whole new generation of SLPs and this whole new kind of switch in the way that people that are in the field see the field. And then for those of us that have been in the field for a while, we get to start kind of in the middle ground where we're already out there working and stressed and we're trying to decrease the stress, then learn those things to help manage it. So. Here are some things that chronic stress may look like in case you're wondering, like, okay, yes, we do suffer from it, but what exactly does it look like? Am I feeling chronically stressed or is this just regular stress or is this just part of life? So a few things that it can look like. It can look like a lack of passion. So if you loved school, maybe undergrad and grad school, you were so excited to be an SLP and you were like, I am going to get out there and I'm going to work in this part of the field and I'm going to do these amazing things. And now you're just like, eh, whatever, doesn't really make a difference or I just don't even care anymore. Or it's just like, yeah, I go do that, but it's just my day job then you've probably lost some of the passion for it. And yes, of course, passion for everything can fade a bit over time, but this is when you're not able to spark it or ignite it at all, or really even feel enthusiastic about what you are doing. So in a way, you're starting to feel apathetic and disconnected, and sometimes this appears as being bored. So this can be one of the telltale signs that you are in chronic stress. So if you're feeling this way, you could try two things. You could first try finding a hobby outside of work that helps you feel engaged. And I would suggest doing this on a weekday um, so that you have something to look forward to during the week. And it helps give you this like spark of excitement during the week. And also when we are doing something outside of work, a hobby that we love, it helps us feel a lot more balanced, which helps us to decrease our overall stress level, which then helps us to manage and work through the rest of the stress. 
Once you do that, you can start to look at the work and see like, okay, now that some of the stress in my life overall has gone and, and I'm feeling a little bit more balanced, am I still really not able to find any passion? And if so, you can start to think about like, okay, what were the things that I used to be really interested in or the things that I work with a lot and maybe sign up for a course or ask to take on a project or something that can help you feel more connected to your work and maybe grow that passion. Another way that chronic stress shows up for SLPs is that it shows up as just pushing through. So stress, the type of energy that it brings is more of a frantic, nervous energy. It's hyper. Now you may be stressed and not feeling very hyper, but if you look at it, it's this kind of scattered thought process and it is not very efficient or sustainable. This is why chronic stress leads to burnout. It's this, we're, we're burning this flame brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter until there's nothing left to burn. It runs out of fuel. It runs out of the energy to burn it. So this looks like when you have a deadline coming up or you have a lot of stuff to do, you just keep pushing through and pushing through and pushing through and saying, well, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to work through and maybe I could do this. Maybe I can get this done now. And instead of taking breaks or saying, I'm going to come back to this tomorrow, you just push and push and push. Uh, this could also be like if you work somewhere where you get orders for patients throughout the day and maybe you finish seeing all of the patients that you have for that day and a new order comes in right when you're about to leave and you know that it's absolutely okay for that person to be seen tomorrow. But instead you say, well, I'll just see this person. And then another order comes in and you're like, well, I'll see that one too. And we just keep going. A lot of this can also be linked to perfectionism or can lead to perfectionism. So this is not sustainable. It leaves you drained. It leaves you feeling depleted. And then it, once you've pushed through at work, we often don't have balance when we get home and we swing totally in the opposite direction where we don't have energy to do the things that we really enjoy doing outside of work, or we just feel really irritated because we've processed so much earlier in the day. So if you're feeling this way, it is key to take breaks and this can be incredibly hard. So one way to do this is to set timers throughout your day to give you breaks when you're working on a project or when you are even seeing patients to know like, okay, this time I'm going to take a break. You can also set a firm time to leave work, whether or not you end up leaving a little bit after work, maybe your work day ends at three and you're going to stay until four, but you're going to set a timer and you're going to make sure you leave at four instead of pushing through and leaving at 430, which often becomes five o'clock. So making sure that you are starting and leaving at a set time and then also taking breaks. Another way that stress shows up as is as feelings of isolation. Sometimes when we're stressed, we don't want to tell people about it because other people don't look like they're stressed. And we as humans like to compare ourselves to others. And when we do, we start to think there's something wrong with us if we're not responding the way that we think everyone else is. But here's the truth. Most helping professionals are experiencing stress. And it doesn't matter if it's medical or education, if it's OTPT, SLP, nursing, doctor, whatever it might be. It's an incredibly stressful field. Teachers, everyone that we work with, really. So there are a lot of people out there that are also feeling a stress. You may also have an SLP colleague that looks like they are not stressed and everything runs perfectly, 
but maybe they are pushing so much to make it look that way that they're feeling stressed and feeling isolated themselves. Or they may be really put together at work and then at home, things may not be as put together and they're feeling really stressed there. So even when we're feeling isolated because of our stress, we are usually not alone. So to help you feel less isolated, reach out to a fellow SLP or another helping professional, someone that you could maybe sit and talk with about your stress. And you know, you could set this up as a coffee date outside of work, or maybe if you have a break together and use this as more than just venting. Venting can be really helpful at times, but over time, if we just vent and we don't try and work on it, it can also become um, like a form of negativity, which of course builds more stress. So you could vent about it to each other, talk about it with each other, about both of your stress, and then maybe come up with ways to help each other. Or maybe instead of if you're not ready for advice or help, hold each other accountable. So having someone who understands is incredibly helpful. Now, if you're the only SLP at your work and this is what's leaving you really isolated and stressed, set up some dinner dates or coffee dates or some kind of weekend self-care type thing with other SLPs or helping professionals or whatever you find in your area so that you don't feel as isolated and you have a community and other people who really understand the stress that you may be going through. Chronic stress also can show up as a lack of competence and confidence. Our field is huge. Our scope of practice is huge. And sometimes that makes it so that we feel like we don't know what we're doing. But when we're stressed, we really start to feel this way. Now, there are times when you'll have someone come in and you're not exactly sure what to do. But if you're not feeling stressed and you're able to problem solve this and think through then you'll know that you just need to go and get a refresher, take a quick CEU course, maybe go do some research really quickly, or just call another SLP that you know specializes in this and say, you know, maybe refer them over or just ask them for some tips. Um, and we know that this is okay. This is what we can do to help grow our own knowledge. But when we're stressed, we start to feel that we should already know how to do all of this and we don't have the same processing and problem solving um, skills because stress kind of hijacks that part of our brain. So instead we start to think like, wow, I must not be very good. I don't know what I'm doing. And we start to think I'm not a good SLP. We get more stressed and then we just want to kind of give up. So if you're feeling this way, here's what to do. First, just remind yourself that you know more than you think. You know so much and have learned so much and you are capable of learning even more. So go for it. Remember that you already know a ton or just go and keep learning more. You can also maybe find a little mantra or motto to help you through these times, like something like you've got this or I can learn anything. I can do anything. You could also reach out to a colleague, look for references or sign up for some courses once you've kind of gotten over that part and continue to grow as a clinician and learn even more. Now, another really big way that chronic stress can show up is by changing your mood. So one of the biggest ways is that you start to notice your overall mood, whether at work or at home as well, starts to shift. You maybe notice that you start to feel more annoyed and irritated, that you have a lot less patience. And 
at work, you may start to have this like cynical approach or attitude towards things, even if you didn't have a cynical attitude before. And you may notice that this is only at work, or you may start to notice that it's only at home. Maybe you are stressed during the day, but you are trying to keep it professional. And then when you get home, you don't have a lot of patience left because you've been drained from trying to not feel stressed all day, or you get really irritated, or maybe you're feeling it in both places. It could also feel like anger, uncertainty, nervousness. It could really be just any type of change in your mood that you know is not truly the way that you are. And this can start to be one of the first things that people notice or, or people close to you notice that get you start to, starting to wonder about stress. And this is also one of the biggest things that can take over your work life, but also seep into your relationships and life out of work. So this is usually the one where people are like, I need to do something about this stress. So if you're noticing this, one of the best things to do is to bring more balance into your life through self care. So taking care of yourself in some way can help you to bring in that balance that you need, which helps you to feel like you can let go of some of those feelings or work through some of that stress. These are things like meditation, journaling, mindful movement, taking time to just reflect. Something that allows you to tune in and take a break from work, but also check in and see how you're doing so that you can figure out what you need and what you are maybe missing or what you want to bring more of into your life. So it shifts your focus and it turns your attention inward where you can start to work through that stress. So this is how chronic stress can show up as an SLP. So the next time you find yourself or someone else asking, do, do SLPs suffer from chronic stress? It's a yes, but it's also what this looks like and then what you can do about it. So it doesn't have to stick with you. And if you are brand new or looking to join the field, it may not have to reach you at all. If you want even more ways to work through chronic stress, make sure to sign up for the SLP toolbox over at jessieandrix.com for free resources that help you work through stress in so many different ways. So you can find the one that works for you. And if you want to go even deeper, look for the CU and CMH courses located on the site that link out to some of your favorite places to find your online continuing ed. And of course, if you really want to dive deep into this and work together to work through your stress, sign up and check out the SLP stress management course. All right. Thank you so much for joining in today. And I can't wait to have you in the next episode.